got the profit up. The Germans ended up surrendering. When it was over, Funk hooted. That was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> That's my hero. <laughs> they decided to interrogate the furry creature. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you know. <laughs> they they, they uh, brought the monkey ashore and administrated a trial. When the monkey wouldn't talk, they assumed it was just being uncooperative. From the Scene Snobs Network, Mr. Alex Steele with Entertain This. How is it going today, sir? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thank you for telling me I have a sexy name. Philosophy is fucking stupid. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, is, it is dumb, and it contradicts itself. But damn, it makes for good TV. I'll tell you that. I tried to start an Alex Steele hot dog stand. I actually got sued by Lexington Steel because he said he had the wiener industry under lock under the steel brand. <laughs> so. Dude, you wonder why Caesar got stabbed by like 37 of his closest friends and like that's what took him out. But then you hear yeah. shit like this and you're like, I get it. I get yeah. it. I'd be there. My knife would be brandished. I get it. The e emus won. In one instance... The soldiers found a thousand emus grouped together and tried to shoot their machine guns, only <laughs> to have them jam. Hello, and welcome to Carpool Shenanigans. If you're listening to this podcast, um, let, me, let me tell you the type of people who listen to this show. Single moms that work at IHOP, they listen to this show. Makes the sense. The guy that flips burgers at In-N-Out, he listens to the show. Um, Greg, the homeless guy lives under the bridge. He can't listen to this show. Amish people love this show. Love our show, especially the Mennonites. So I am Justin Wallace. With me, as always, is a man who has lived his life by one motto. This way of life, this one motto has made so he can do all these incredible things. He's Traveled the world millions of times. He can learn how to sail a sailboat. He learned French in three days. The entire language. Bon appetit. <laughs> and to tell you his life motto is crispy bacon. What's that motto, man? I, I was really expecting a follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it sound awesome, then just throw you on the spot there. So that worked. Um, you did. It worked. It really did. <laughs> oh, man. So I got a joke for you. You want to hear it? Mm -hmm. It's a vegetable joke. You ready? Knock, knock. Who's there? Turn up. Turn up who? That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes you laugh harder than a joke with no punchline. That's right. Four minutes in, I've already ruined the show. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering how much time I've wasted in my life so far. 
<laughs> Recording with me isn't a waste. No. Um, so how you doing, man? How's life? I'm doing pretty good. That's what's up. I'm I'm doing really good. Yeah. Life is life is pretty great. You got a good job, got a roof over my head. Really can't complain too much. And a wiener in your butt. I mean there's and, and a wiener in my butt. That's nothing... that's that's literally five minutes in and we already did wiener in the butt. Yeah, we can't go one um one episode without a dick joke. No, we can't. So let's get into this. Okay. Hold on, I, I had a question for you. What was the question? Well, I'm actually just now pulling it up. Um, I typed in hypothetical questions to kind of just get the ball rolling, get us in the move, get us all loosey-goosey, you know what I mean? Um, if you were a Transformer, what vehicle would you turn into? A canoe. That's a vehicle? <laughs> a canoe. <laughs> it's a Transformer that can only save you in rivers. If you're in a lake, you're fucked. <laughs> Hey, they ain't getting me. <laughs> if, <laughs> if extra lives were a thing uh, in the real world, how would you get them? Uh, by eating mysterious fruit off trees. Just any type of like trees, or like uh, is it like? Did you to get an extra life? Yeah, if you could get okay, like I like have, Mario have, ate the mushroom. You I, know? I have two. I have two. Okay, the first okay. one is you know you find a, this special tree that grows. You know will die once a week, but it will grow once a week. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you find that tree, you get like an extra life if you eat the fruit off of it. It appears anywhere in the world. It's yeah. Anyways, yeah. Oh, it so it's always random, so the government can't like. Exactly. Nobody okay. can get a hold of the tree. Even if, even if you did, you can't. There's it just shows up. So, what if I'm like taking a shit and it appears out of my toilet? Like, would that? Are you talking no. like backyards, like a real I'm tree, about like, like backyards? Like I'm uh, talking about yards and stuff like that. Yeah. I like just don't want tree poking like my Like all of a butt. sudden, all of a sudden in the desert, like it just shows up. Okay, I could dig that. You said you had two ways though. I'll come in. Uh, I missed that. It, fa- it kind of blurred out what you were saying. Oh. oh. It, it, what were you asking? Other than I'm uh, too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. That's fair. I think we've wasted enough time in um, people's um, lives. Uh, my, my next one would be you'd have to murder. You have to murder people to get an extra life. That would work. Yeah, so every um, life you take is an extra life you get. Then we'd have to go and like, could you see if other people had extra lives? Because you would murder someone with an extra life, and then you'd get an extra life, but they'd pop right back up, and it'd just be super awkward. Well, could be. <sighs> they could, they give him the death penalty multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps killing people in jail. <laughs> oh, hell. So you have a story for us today, and I don't, I don't know what this is. This is all new to me. Um, it's kind of like how we started. Is I didn't know the story. You just kind of went on rampages, and um, uh, I don't know. 
So are you talking about the history of the podcast? Sorry about that. I had to send a quick text just in case it was an emergency. You know the emergencies. Yeah, just let burn. Uh, no, I was saying um, this is, I think, one of the first times in a while where I didn't know the story or what we were going to talk about. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I mean, usually, like, you'll tell me or, like, you'll print it off and try to hide it, but I'll just go back through the history and read it anyways. Well, that's um, fucked up. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like just how we used to do things where I was totally in the not knowing. In the I, I like that. So we're just going back to the original days of, you know. You know, minus the carpool days. I mean. Minus. Minus the carpool days. COVID finally got to Oklahoma, and now we're working from home. Oh, no. It's so bad. Yeah. I love working at home. It's great. Me, me too. So uh, what's this uh, story you got? Two, two oh, boats sorry. and a banana? Two boats and a banana. No, I got some great stories for you, okay? So let me... <clears throat> We're going to do history. You mentioned back to the originals, back to us, you know, back to what we used to have, like, except for not carpooling. But I got some history that I want to, I just want to throw upon you. Okay. Okay. Um, So. Does it rhyme with grape? Imagine, imagine a guy for me. Okay. Okay. What type of guy? His name is Funk. Okay. Okay. He has a five foot six and he's about 140 pounds do you know who jason schwartzum is does he have anything to do with funk d- d- do you know who jason schwartzum is i know jason statham schwartzum no i don't oh, okay never mind anyway so he's about five foot six 140 pounds okay just imagine this guy okay okay so and his wait would, his real name is funk or was that like his, a nickname it, his name is Funk. Okay. Okay. So anyway, his name was Leonard A. Funk. All right. All right. So he was, so uh, he, you know, back when uh, um, we had the Nazis and everything, right? Uh, Funk was trapped behind enemy lines, his comrades kneeling in surrender when he faced a growling, pissed off, German soldier who was grilling him to release information. Not knowing what the hell he was saying, Funk started laughing uncontrollably, and soon other Germans joined in in the fun. Once he'd see, uh, once he had them thoroughly distracted, he whipped out his Thompson, Thompson submachine gun and literally cut the head uh, the head Nazi in half with bullets. As he reloaded, he screamed for the other Americans to join in the counteract. The Germans ended up surrendering. When it was over, Funk hooted. That was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> That's my hero. <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> he was awarded the Medal of Honor. Oh, you bet your ass he was. <laughs> <laughs> the balls on this man. <laughs> uh, uh, he just starts laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> That's how he got him distracted. Is he just started laughing, and then when they started laughing, he just whipped out his machine gun. That's the way to do it, man. 
which is funny. I, I always thought it was funny how, like, in nervous situations, like me, when I get nervous, I use sarcasm and jokes uh-huh. as a way to get out of it. Um, or I apologize a lot. Heather does this weird thing where she laughs when she's nervous, which I guess would piss some people off. Like, if you're having a serious conversation, you get nervous, and then you start laughing. You know what I mean? In her defense, I actually do that, too. Maybe it's a Leo thing. Maybe it is. I have to say, because sometimes I'll notice myself doing it. I'll be like, why did I just laugh about that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Grandma's Dead isn't funny. Yeah. (laughs) What the hell was I thinking? So here's another one. Okay. Englishmen hang a monkey because they thought it was a Frenchman. We're just going to start it off there, right? Okay, that's one hell of a song by Lil Wayne, for sure. (laughs) During the Napoleonic Wars, residents of a small northern England town called Hartlepool witnessed a French ship capsize off the coast. They found that everyone on board died, except for a little monkey, which they saw hanging onto a piece of rubbish. As subjects of severe wartime propaganda, the Englishmen believed that the monkey was actually a Frenchman, but they also saw that the monkey was dressed in full mili- uh, French military um, um, uniforms, which confused them e- even more. They decided to interrogate the furry creature. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you know. <laughs> <laughs> they they, they uh, brought the monkey ashore and administrated a trial. When the monkey wouldn't talk, they assumed it was just being uncooperative. They got fed up and eventually built a makeshift hanging gallows and executed the poor little primate. Today, there's a rugby team out of Hartpool who fondly call themselves the monkey hangers. (laughs) Super fucked. (laughs) You remember when they used to use pigeons to deliver mail back through the war? Yeah. Can you imagine them trying to interrogate a pigeon? <laughs> Tell us what you know. Cool. Cool. <laughs> He's not talking, Johnson. We're going to have to electrocute him. <laughs> Bring out the firing squad. <laughs> They're torturing this poor little pigeon. Yeah. Bring in other pigeons, uh, pigeon, little, little baby pigeons near it. Do you want this to happen? <laughs> cuckoo, coo. It's like a tear rolled down his eye. <laughs> and, and then he's like, execute the baby pigeon. And he's like, cuckoo. <laughs> he's like, wait, Bill, that's one of our own. <laughs> <laughs> this poor thing. Oh, that poor monkey, man. He was a survivor. I had so much hope, and then you just shattered it. <laughs> yeah. No, he had no hope. Oh, man, I was so excited. I was like, man, that monkey's going to do something great with his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what the thing is? Is if they wouldn't have dressed the monkey up in the French military uh, uniforms, <laughs> that monkey would fine. still be alive. Yeah, he would have been alive. He- yeah, he would have made it. He would have gone to do big things and start like his own like monkey business, like side hustling bananas or some crap, you know? My thing Man. is that they decided to interrogate the furry creature. I just see it right now. Like 
That's our military for you. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> uh, I said, where's the rest of the enemies? Oh, 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 ah, all right, so number three. Hey, hey you want to do a five minute, uh, five minutes of fame, real quick? Sure, why not? Oh, okay. I mean, do your we story got... was important. I appreciate your opinion and how much you think of yourself, but um, we could do a guest real quick. You no, know? do we have a guest? We do. Who's our guest? Well, I've been excited about it. This is. I, I bet I know who it is. You do? Yeah. Because you can see it. <laughs> oh no, I didn't know that. Okay. Well. Oh yeah, I wonder who it is. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, and the listeners who haven't heard yet, we're starting this five minutes of fame. Probably going to switch to five minutes of chaos, um, where we bring on a guest and pretty much give them a mic for five minutes. Let them talk about whatever they want. You know, uh, their own brand, their own show. Uh, if they sell hot dogs, they could talk about hot dogs. Whatever works. Um. Still hear me all right? Yeah, I can still hear you. I'm just like, this guest has like the sexiest name I've ever met. Like, if I had that name, I'd be picking up women all the time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's not awkward at all. Like, for real. Awkward? That's not awkward. That's a gift <laughs> from, from God himself. On my, my screen froze on me. I hope so, after that fucking comment. Okay, there we go. There we go. Sorry, technical issues. That's what we do here. Um, so without no further ado, um, one of my favorite shows from the Scene Snobs Network, Mr. Alex Steele with Entertain This. How is it going today, sir? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thank you for telling me I have a sexy name. I've been told that before, uh, but it's mostly because there's a porn star named Lexington Steele. <gasps> and there is! Like, yeah, and they're like, oh, you're like his little brother, Alex Steele. I'm like, no, no, no but he I wish... wins. <laughs> no, but I wish that was the stepbrother. Definitely. Yeah, that <laughs> that being said, uh, I don't I don't per se sell hot dogs, but I tried to start an Alex Steele hot dog stand. I actually got sued by Lexington Steele because he said he had the wiener industry under lock under the steel brand. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't sell hot dogs. They won't let me. But hey, they're like so no relish. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I appreciate you guys letting me come on and just talk for five minutes. I think this is a super cool segment. I love the idea of it being like chaos based because that's like my whole my whole ass brand is chaos. Um, but well, yeah, no, I Go love ahead. your guys' show. The whole. Um... Oh, uh, what was it? The one I listened to yesterday was yeah, good. the one I forced you to listen to yesterday. I remember. Yeah, at gunpoint, it was crazy. Um, yeah, but no, it was it. It made me view my own morals in life, which I liked. For um, sure, man. I, I realized that I was a giant piece of shit, and I, I almost thanked you for it. That's the weird part. <laughs> yeah, dude. So for those of you who haven't listened to our show, the one he's talking about is called. Um, it's called No Exit. It's based on uh, the, the play No Exit written by uh, Sartre. He's a philosopher from the 1940s. And he talks about a concept known as bad faith. And when one uh, lives in bad faith, they live, uh, they live un... Um, what's the word? Uh, untrue to their own self. 
Uh, basically, the idea is a lot of the things that make you you, the reason that you do them can be outsourced to other people. So like, I'm a funny guy, but I'm funny because I know that people like that I'm funny. So am I funny because I want to be funny or am I funny because I'm trying to make other people think I'm funny? And if that's the case, then who am I really if I'm just somebody who's acting in a certain way for other people? You know, um, it's a really intense episode. Usually we don't get that intense on our show, but we went to like philosophy. And the whole reason we did it was because I love this show called The Good Place. Um, if you guys know about it as Kristen Bell, she basically dies and goes to hell. And that's like the whole concept of the show. And I wanted to figure out what the creators of that show were thinking when they made that show. And through research, I found out that almost the entire first season and the concept of the show was based on this play by this philosopher where he explores this idea of we torture ourselves by trying to live up to the expectations of other people. Yeah, but we're also funny. a really stupid show. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, man. I, I like the concept and I liked how you put in littering because no one really, I want to say no one thinks about it, but uh, for me, yeah, I mean, if I could, I'd throw trash out the window of the car while I'm driving down the highway and not give two Dude, shits about it. I'm so glad you said that because my like you listened to the episode. My co-hosts were giving me so much shit about that. <laughs> and I was like, after the show, I was like, because the example that I gave was um, to live in bad faith is like, for example, I don't litter. Uh, I think that it's wrong. I don't want to hurt the environment. But is the reason that I don't litter because I know that it's bad for the environment or is it because I know that the person who's sitting behind me at the red light when they see me throw out my Wendy's cup is going to be like, dude, that guy's an asshole and I don't <laughs> want to be the asshole in their life for that moment. And at the end of the day, I think the reason why I don't litter is because I don't want people to think that I'm a guy who litters. That's bad for my personal brand. Um, so at the end of the day, I don't litter because other people have told me not to. And I respect their opinion of me rather than me wanting to not litter because I know it's the right thing to do. Right. Man, but, I love that, man. Yeah. I like but that. I, yeah, for sure. And that like is the quickest way to sum up what this philosophy is about. But I was telling my co-host after the show, I was like, I'll be honest, at the last minute I switched out for littering because at first I was like, yeah, I don't kill people because I know it's wrong. <laughs> but but like but like at the end of the day, is it that I don't kill people because I know that people who kill people are bad people or do I not kill people because I don't want to kill people? It's like, see, you can't fucking say that shit on air. I was like, yeah, I'll switch out for littering. That's a lot more innocent. <laughs> to, to mess with your mind a little bit more, zombie apocalypses. When it, w yeah. We won't count this towards the five minutes. This is my brain rolling right now. Dude, so, I'm, I'm here for the long run. Keep me on for however long you want. So zombie apocalypse, right? And yeah. I'm sure everyone's come up with a survival, like how to, in case it happens, right? Everyone Correct. has a contingency plan. So when the zombie apocalypse happens, you have no problem killing people. It doesn't matter if they're zombified or not. Uh, see, that's the thing though. Uh, especially when keeping in mind Sartre's philosophy of bad faith, like, I think even in a zombie apocalypse, when society has fallen, you'll still have personal morals that you have to question as to whether or not your personal morals are based on a society that has now long been dead or your own personal views. Because if I were to run into somebody and they didn't seem like a threat during a zombie apocalypse, I'd still let them live 
But then Sartre would say, we need to question whether or not I let that person live because I'm a good person. Uh, and I like know that killing is wrong. Or if I let that person live because I see a potential of society regrowing with them. And in that case, am I only acting as an object in their world based on what is right and wrong to them? So like if they're like, if he kills me, he's an asshole. I won't kill them because I don't want them to be like, he's an asshole, you know? But at the same time, you don't know if you don't kill them, like, because you just naturally don't want to kill. Like, I, I believe morals are important. And uh, when you listen to the whole of the episode that we made last week, I kind of circle back around on bad faith. And I talk about how um, there's another philosopher who was more recent. And he wrote a book in the 1980s called What We Owe to Each Other which is like a huge focus in the show, A Good Place. This is like the book that the main character can never get through. And when on like the final season, she finally reads through this final philosophy book, it all kind of clicks for her. But this book is about, um, it's, it's about, when, it's called What We Owe to Each Other because it's talking about in society, we owe to each other uh, morality. We owe to each other our best selves in the form of who we can be to help society prosper. And when you look at the philosophy of bad faith and living um, your authentic self in combination with this idea of morality, knowing the difference between right and wrong and acting in that way, uh, bad faith kind of falls apart because you figure out that like, oh man, I it doesn't matter what they think of me because at the end of the day, the reason I care what they think about me is because I want to be a good person. Like if I, if I didn't care what they thought and I didn't care about anything at all, that would be what made me a bad person. Not the fact that I care about what they think about me. Yes. Yeah, so all my choices are influenced by that. But at the end of the day, the ultimate choice and what he talks about in what we owe to each other is whether or not you want to be moral or immoral. If you want to be good or bad. And most people want to be good. And for that reason, everybody is, to the best of their ability, moral. So everybody tries not to litter when they can, you know? Because that's yeah. what we owe to each other. Yeah, that makes sense. Inherently, philosophy yeah. is... Philosophy is fucking stupid. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, is, it is dumb, and it contradicts itself. But damn, it makes for good TV. I'll tell you that. Oh, for sure. Like I'm trying to think of other TV shows where they used a philosopher's work, and I can't really think of a whole lot. Yeah. Off the top of my head. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that uh, The Good Place did it first, but the creators of The Good Place, uh, they're the same people who made like Parks and Rec and The Office um, and shows like that that were all like placed in these super simple like workplace dynamic. Everybody knows what it's like to be in an office. Everyone kind of understands what it's like to be involved in local politics and like uh, what it what it means to go to like a town meeting and complain to these people who don't give a shit about what you're saying. Like that's everybody has that experience, but then they decide to jump in and be like, all right, now this is what hell is like. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. So it was a big project for them. I guess they had to base it off something, uh, but they based it off of that play that uh, it's only three people and they're stuck in a room. And the idea of the play is, uh, if you 
if you stick three people together long enough, there's no need to physically torture them because they will torture each other with their constant need for validation from each other. Uh, so it's a bummer of a play, but damn, it's a really good TV show. Yeah, <laughs> I suggest gonna, watching it. I'm definitely going to have to watch that, man. Um, so where where can people find Entertain This? Where are you guys at? Yeah, man. Uh, Entertain This at this point has uh, pretty much outgrown any expectation that we thought it would. So you can find it yeah, on definitely. pretty much. Yeah, man. You can find it on any podcatcher. You can find it on like uh, you find it on Google Play. You can find it on the Apple Podcast Store. Uh, my favorite place to listen is on Spotify. Uh, that's where I focus most of our social media posts is sending you to our Spotify link. Doesn't do us any good if you listen to it on Spotify or if you listen to it anywhere else. But uh, I personally think Spotify is a lot uh, more user friendly and its formatting uh, fits our brand a little bit more. But if you're like so many other people and you just like to look at people's faces when they're talking at you, we got a YouTube channel where we upload every episode, um, all of our verbal and uh, physical cues are there. So you can see our weird ticks and how I touch my neck and chin too much when I'm listening <laughs> to people. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, man. Um, and we're going to hop back into Mitch's story, but if you want to stick around, talk some shit with us, that's all right. Or yeah, man. Like, man, this guy spitting into a Mountain Dew bottle over here is fucking awkward as shit. Don't you Tell worry about man. what I'm doing, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'll stick around for a little bit. Um, I don't know if I'll stick it to the end of the show because it's 10 o'clock where I'm at right now. Oh, yeah. But I, I'm going to stick in for a little bit for sure and just hear you guys out. I love your guys' show. Uh, there are two shows that we like advertise every time we go live, and one of them is Myth Stories, and the other one's Carpool Shenanigans. So <laughs> oh, really? We, yeah, we play your guys' ad on like every episode. Well, I appreciate oh, that, man. man. Yeah, that man. awesome. Hey, Mitch, you hear that? We got two listeners now. <laughs> three we got three hosts man hey we're up to three that's, that's nuts yeah <laughs> uh, our our role in podcasting is like the only people who could talk more shit about our podcast is ourselves yeah, yeah that's where we're at too i just wrote a magazine article uh for that apostrophe magazine that's out right now the first issue just got released and I think like the last three paragraphs are just talking about how nobody listens to our show. We're just three idiots in front of a microphone, hoping that somebody will find us. Our podcast is the equivalent to them sending out like Abbey Road into space and hoping aliens <laughs> would find it. Like that's what we do every week is we just send Abbey Road out into space. <laughs> one of these days, man, it's all yeah. going to turn up one of these days. The right alien finds it. Boom. We're, we're there. <laughs> So, Mr. Mitch, what or crispy bacon? My bad. I'm sorry. Uh, what is the next story you got for us today? This one is called Big Pimpin'. Je uh, Julius Caesar receives a love letter from Senator Cato. Okay. All right. You ready? All right. All right. Go fuck yourself. Anyway, so in 63 BC, politics of Rome. We're concerned with treason and conspiracy. One senator, in particular Cato, was basically the Boy Scout of the bunch, calling out evildoers far and wide. One time on the Senate floor, Julius Caesar rece receiving messages, sort of like today when someone receives a text at the dinner table. 
and Cato became suspicious. Caesar explained that they were just love letters and urged him to just drop it. Cato pushed the matter, accusing Caesar of conspiracy, but Caesar calmly tried to tell him it was nothing. Cato seized the letter and learned Caesar was right. The love letter came from Cato's sister, telling Caesar that she was deeply in love with him. Cato, obviously mad, hurled the letter at Caesar's face. Other senators soon became concerned that their wives might be banging Caesar, too, prompting them to look into their wives' chastity. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one's great. <clears throat> oh, dude, I'm dying laughing over here. <laughs> dude, you wonder why Caesar got stabbed by, like, 37 of his closest friends, and, like, that's what took him out. But then you hear yeah. shit like this, and you're like, I get it. I get yeah. it. I'd be there. My knife would be brandished. I get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's called Australia versus Emus. Wait a second. Was this like the beginning, like when Australia was first getting started? Following the Great Depression. Okay. Australia's okay. <laughs> You know, every great story starts out with that sentence, I think. <laughs> the great following depression? the Great Depression. <laughs> following the Great Depression. I'm changing our intro now. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Carpal shenanigans. Following the Great Depression. That's what we should yeah. name this, this, the title of this episode. Oh. Following the Great Depression. <laughs> yeah. So Australia wanted to make sure their farmers' wheat production was tip-top. One problem, though, was the massive emu infestation across the country. The large, flightless birds harmed crops because they ate and spoiled them. Minister of Defense George Pierce assigned XWW1 soldiers to rid the nation of their problem. In the end, the emus won. In one instance... The soldiers found a thousand emus grouped together and tried to shoot their machine guns, only to have them jam. They even once installed turret, turrets onto trucks, and the emus again outsmarted them, fleeing into the bush. The crestfallen Australian troops eventually came to the terms with the fact that they lost against birds. Today, they are estimated 750,000 emus living in Australia. Have any of you guys been to Australia? No. Who's to say that it's not nothing but emus at this point? <laughs> <laughs> because, god damn. I like the idea that there was this like great emu war, and eventually there was just so many casualties on the side of Australia that they were like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> we'll stay on this really... We'll stay in Sydney, and then everywhere else can be em emu land. <laughs> this story actually reminded me of... Uh, have you guys heard about the the bear who like rose through the Russian military ranks? Uh -uh. What? No. <laughs> yeah, dude. So this like uh, this Russian army base, they were just like chilling one night, and a, a fucking baby bear cub rolled up on them and was just like messing around with them. So they started feeding it, and it kept coming back, coming back, coming back. So eventually, when the uh, army camp had to be like moved they took the bear with them. They were like, get in the truck and the bear came. So this bear grew up with this army like regime. And so as a joke, <laughs> they like, they like swore in the bear and like made the bear a soldier, like of the lowest rank. And then the bear kept showing up to so many like battles and shit. 
And eventually, like, they trained it to do shit like hold a gun and drink beer and smoke cigarettes. And so this bear would just, like, roll up and be, like, an intimidation tactic. And it showed up to so many battles that it rose through the ranks and eventually outranked most of the soldiers <laughs> who, like, were entering in under the bear. Um, and it's, like, this super famous thing now. But I just think that's hilarious that, like, if we involve animals in war like that, number one, we can lose to a bunch of emus. But number two, you can, <laughs> like, be under a bear in rank and just be like, okay, fuck it, bear's my boss now. Yeah. Also, that's the most Russian shit I've ever heard in my life. Isn't that it, is. man? <laughs> Dude, it doesn't get more Russian than that. It doesn't. That's amazing. <sighs> So my next one is CIA creates spy cats to eavesdrop on Soviets during the Cold, Cold War. Come on uh, now, guys. <laughs> this was called really? Operation Acoustic Kitty. Okay. It wasn't the, exactly the brightest idea to come out of the Central Intelligence Agency. In the 1960s, they bugged kitties with surveillance equipment in hopes that they would walk around Soviet gatherings and attain si sensitive information. It cost the American taxpayers $20 million. That's a lot needless, of cats. <laughs> needless to say, the experiment failed. Veterinary surgeons implanted cats with microphones, radio transmitters, th and thin wires, uh, training them to um, uh, trapeze around uh, the Kremlin and Soviet embassies, but the operation would be aborted. During a test rain, they dropped a cat near a Soviet compound and watched it mindlessly walk into traffic and get squashed by a taxi. Little did the CIA know cats are not to be trusted. <laughs> Damn. I want to know who signed off on this. <laughs> who got the paperwork in front of them with this great idea and they're like, you know what? Might as well. $20 million? We can make that back. Spy cats. Hell yeah. Damn. <laughs> how about um pres how about this one? President of France dies of a blowjob. We're gonna start that one off. Right, like I that. love that. <laughs> I yeah. love that already. <laughs> game. One night in February 1899, French President Felix Fuhrer was doing his usual mistress thing with 30-year-old Margaret uh, Steinhal, who was well known as the type of girl who would get around with a lot of rich and important men. Legend has it that she was giving President Fuhrer such an incredible blowjob that he suffered a stroke and died. Steinhal earned the reputation as someone who exercised a curious spell upon all, uh, upon all the men whom, with whom she came in contact. The feminine... Uh, f I don't know. The fiend fatal would literally suck the life out of France's most prominent politician. <laughs> Definition of a soul sucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's how I want to go. I mean, I can't think of a better way. Let's see here. Do you think she reported it or do you think she just like packed up and left and was like, well, ah. my job here is done? <laughs> yeah, right. Time yeah. to report back to the CIA. Well, I've done, I've been the, I'm the very best at my job now. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> this is <laughs> good. Yeah. Time Maybe to she's move the on to something Reaper. else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about Roman soldier moons Jewish um, pilgrims killing thousands? Dude, what website are you on? 
<laughs> Where is this coming from? It's always so random, too. I go deep, okay? I go deep into the internet. So did what? she, and she killed a priest, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, this uh, is mandatory.com. You said mandatory.com? Mandatory.com. I've always thought it was funny about Mitch's process when he goes to finding stories because it's it's random. I mean, <laughs> if you listen to the shows in order, there's no there's no way to connect any of them. There's no C-line through it. No, no, not at all. No. Like he puts like a roulette wheel and just spins through all the internet sites and just picks one. I don't. I, don't I do. That's what you need. That's that's the kind of thing you need on this show is a big old roulette wheel behind him that you could just like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, today yeah. we're talking about Russian bears and blowjobs. Yeah. Dick jokes is the biggest category on that wheel. It's like it. it's it's like it's rainbow, right? So it's all the colors, but then half the wheel is yellow, and it just says. Dick jokes, <laughs> and then there's, there's like five other things, but it's mostly that. And the, the little tiny one on there is always something intellectual. We never get there, but maybe one day we got there today. That little one said, "Weird ass philosophy that makes you feel like an asshole." And that, that was it. We made it. We made that that little piece of the pie, man. Yeah, we're not getting any better than this now. <laughs> I'm sorry that I came on. You guys peaked. That's my bad. Uh, that's right. No, I, I peaked in middle school. I'll be all right. Damn. Good. <laughs> that's good, man. Elementary school on the playground. They cast me as uh, Troy Bolton in a all student run production of High School Musical, and that was my top. It's been downhill <laughs> from there. Damn. I know. Well, at least you got to be in a musical. Man. I mean, it never really came to fruition because it was student ran and we were all like 10. So, yeah. but I appreciate the boat of confidence. Yeah. I mean, hey, next episode, we'll make a musical just for you. We'll, we'll read. You promise? You promise? Not. No. No, I don't <laughs> promise. Because then you guys go lazy. from, then you guys go from carpool shenanigans to carpool karaoke. And I don't think I can support that. <laughs> oh, no. They got a copyright on that name. We can't take it. Damn. That's yeah, messed up. Oh man, one of these days. Yeah, we'll we'll get that British dude, whatever his name is, <laughs> James Corden. Oh, the fat guy. Yeah, he's the one who does carpool uh, karaoke. Oh, he does. Did I say it too many times. Are we gonna have to bleep that out? Are we gonna get sued? <laughs> like anyone's gonna listen to it? I mean, yeah, come on. Now. This is this is the one episode that we get James Corden to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's this those motherfuckers. Yeah. They said my name like five times. <laughs> you said six times he appears out of nowhere with boxing gloves. He ate the fucking I'm candy, terrified. man. He might as well be. <laughs> oh hey. All right, here's a so so this is called Roman Soldier Moon's Jewish Pilgrims. Okay. So I forgot that's the, what we were talking about. God damn! Coming back to it's like whiplash. <laughs> in the decades after Christ was born, Jerusalem was occupied by Rome. In the eighteen and eighty A.D., ancient historian uh, Fabulus, I don't know, Josephus, I don't know, wrote down he noted as the first mooning ever. 
As the story goes, Jewish pilgrims made their way to Jerusalem during Passover. High atop the town uh, were Roman soldiers who kept an eye on the crowds in case they, uh, they agitated. Tensions were high, and one Roman soldier pulled down his gown and exposed his buttocks, making farting sounds. This caused the Jews to riot. By the time the riot subsided, the overreacting Romans killed thousands. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I do love a good riot. Yeah, man, for sure. French Revolution was my shit. Yeah, just saying. You could have lived back then. If only they knew what we knew now. Yeah. There would have been more people mooning shit. I know. <laughs> we, we evolved from, you know, the the no mooning to mooning to mushroom stamps. That's where we're at. Now. You know what? That's what I'm going to yeah. do, though. If 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 my son ever gets in trouble for uh, mooning, you know, and he, he has to come back to the house, cops are like, hey, you got in trouble mooning. I'm going to bring up that story about the mooning. Like, hey, listen, yeah. you could yeah. kill thousands of Jews. Yeah, if my son way. ever gets caught for mooning, I'm going to make him moon the whole pack. <laughs> yeah. Like, why why spank your kids when you can just tragically scar them the rest of their lives? That's what I always say. Yeah. I hope that one day I have enough money that if I catch my kid mooning someone, snap a quick pic, buy a billboard. Be like, there, you want to moon people? There's your ass up on a billboard. Yeah. You're going to moon them for months. One of the blimps? Just get a giant yeah. blimp. <laughs> get, get somebody to make a Macy's Thanksgiving Day float out of the picture. <laughs> and it seems like this entry comes from a uh, private investor. It's called My Son's Ass. This is a <laughs> this is a strange float. It's the first year in the parade. Oh, my we son's did. ass has been penetrated by a street light. That is no good. <laughs> It is deflating as we speak. <laughs> Can you imagine the sound it made just farting the whole time? <laughs> so that's where we're at. If you guys want more of that shit, check out my show. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that's we'll all I that have way. for this week. Yeah, we wrapping it up now? Trojan yeah. Style? Oh, you just, you just I, I accidentally made it to, to the end of the show. <laughs> 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 we say that every week. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, no, man, Alex, I, I appreciate you coming on. I'll say if you yeah, guys haven't know. listened to Entertain This, I mean, what else are you doing with your life? Really? What else you doing? What else you got? What else you got going on? If you have if time you to listen to this, to this podcast, go listen to that fucking podcast. Yeah. You might accidentally learn a thing or two, but you exactly. also might not because we say some stupid shit too. We, we we said so much stupid shit that at one point we had to hire a fact checker so we'd stop saying stupid shit. So that's where we're at now. We have a fact checker who comes on and corrects us when we're saying stupid shit. So come on with a bell? We have like a... So I made this really loud intro that's like... It's like a news anchor coming in. And then that tells us to shut up because we said something stupid. She goes, and she goes, hey guys, just a quick fact check. We're like, oh, we're sorry. We said it dumb. We said it dumb. That's <laughs> our if we bad. had that thing on here, it'd be going off every five seconds for sure. Well. Oh, well. Well, so, man, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Mitch, any final words? Yeah, make sure you go on Apple iTunes. Rate and review us. That's it? That's all I have. 
And you must be tired. Usually it's like a whole rant about getting on iTunes or you'll find them and where they live at and stuff well, like that. Well, I think they already know that I'm just – I've said it so many times that I'm so tired of saying it that they just should – they should know. Like whenever they close their eyes, that they should see me behind their eyelids. Yeah, go to iTunes, leave a review. The hole's already dug in case you don't, so you might as well do it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, just uh, you know, go on there, five stars. Uh, please don't kill me. You know, you could put that on there. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. yeah. Or you could put two boats, or you could put one banana, because that's what this episode's called. Two boats, one banana. I see what you I did there. see that when I joined in, and I was like, "Well, this is it." You like <laughs> this? Is, you like this my, is the you one. Like my name, Alex. Well, I like it which, a lot. Which one's the banana? Because we've got three. So who's the boats and who's the banana? Good I'm question. The ba- <clears throat> I'm the banana. <laughs> Fine by me. I'm okay being the boat. <laughs> oh man! I was trying to do a deep voice, but I couldn't do it. It wasn't happening. I'm the banana. Yeah, there we That's go. terrifying. That was terrifying. <laughs> I'm Deep never in the recesses you. of your mind, you, yeah, your lights are all turned it. off. It's it's 3 a.m. You look to the corner and see a tall statue just standing there. You hear the words, I'm a banana. <laughs> Start doing the peanut butter jelly. <laughs> just, but it's slow. It's slow and methodic. <laughs> and with, with every With every movement, he grows closer. Just anyway, you guys gonna you guys gonna wrap up, or are we just gonna sit here? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, hey. um, we'll see y'all later. Okay. Have a great night. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> Bye. I'm done. Carpool Shenanigans is on all major platforms. Make sure to listen, review, feedback is always welcome. For all the exclusive, make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Carpool Shenanigans. And tune in next Friday for an all-new episode.